Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We would normally be broadcasting live stream video on Facebook, but Facebook had a little oops today. Their DNS was hacked and they are not on live, so we might be able to post this later. I'm Radio Red, AKA, if you want a formal introduction, happy here. This is a show about creativity. I was so impressed with my two guests whom I met at a recent National Publicity Summit. We're doing it virtually for the past year and a half. I was so impressed that instead of having three or four people on the panel today, I just one of these two ladies because they are powerful creatives. They're artful, they're artistic, they're thoughtful, they think about the greater good, about their community, about how to bring the wonder, the wonders and beauty and excitement of creativity to broader audiences, and we're going to find out who they are. So just welcome, welcome, welcome. Ladies, before I introduce Eileen and Armine, I want you to join me. Eileen, unmute for a second there, and I want you to join me in saying hello to LLL. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Hello, Hello. L, L, L. Armina, you got to say it too, Armina. Hello, L, L, L. Come on. Hello, L, L, L. Yeah, that's lovely lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. We're still taking up a pretend GoFundMe to get her to move to London because she lives in Whitestone. And it, you know what? I have a better way to do it. Maybe we should just move her, just change the name of where she lives from Whitestone to Lightstone. I can't wait to get an email from her today and say, yeah, we're just going to go to the mayor or whatever of Whitestone, Long Island, New York. It's in Queens. And we're going to say, change your name to Lightstone. And that way, LLL will live in Lightstone. I Ladies, I'm so inspired by your creativity. That's where I ended up. And a shout out, I want you both to say, please, hello to Josh, my engineer today. One, two, three. Hello. Hello, Josh. Josh. There you go. We got to show him the love. He gets us on the air and keeps us there. So let's talk about who my special guests are. Eileen Torres, you can wave your hand for the video, which people will see eventually. Yes, Go Live isn't happening. Eileen has created Latin-themed events for the Kennedy Center, for National Geographic, for various Smithsonian museums. I didn't know there was more than one. We'll find out. For art complexes and organizations. And she even composed the liner notes and picked the music for Starbucks Coffee's Mambo Mio CD. I used to be a dancer. Now I just drum and sing a little bit. There you go. Eileen serves on the board of a foundation that recruits musicians in age in grades 8 through 12. So what are the age ranges of that 8 through 12 today, Eileen? It's usually 13 to about 18. Once in a while, we get a gifted student who's 12 in, in the eighth grade, but it's usually 13 to 18. Thank you. So young people, budding adults, teens for the only Latin jazz music camp in the United States. That is so exciting. And I, until recently, had a little band I started called Red's Hot Mango. 
and we play Latin tunes, and I have a wonderful singer who's a native Puerto Rican, native Spanish-speaking, retired MD, and we would si- he would sing things like Besame Mucho. Of course, we did Oyo Como Va, we did Tequila, <laughs> we could all say Tequila, and a lot of other, I'll, I'll march our, uh, all kinds of songs. I, I, I didn't learn the words, I just learned to drum them. Anyways, Eileen, so happy to have you on. Let me introduce my other guest, and then we'll have each of you tell us a little more about who you are and what you do, because I'm just giving the top line here. And we have Armine, and I'm going to spell her name for everybody, A-R-M-I-N-E-H, Armine Kishishian. Do I have that correct? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. I try my best. You should see the names I get on my business shows from my guests who are in various countries around Europe. Sometimes I get 20-letter last names that really only have three syllables, and I learn them. I'm very good. Armine is the founder and artistic director of Evolution Dance Theater, what a great name for an organization, for a company, which has created and produced multidisciplinary dance theater productions, including a Broadway-style Middle Eastern show called Follow Your Heart. I'm going to say Be Still My Heart. How beautiful is that? She's the author of a book called Joyous Wealth, 56 Secrets to Riches and Wellness, and she's also a national ambassador for the Universal Women's Network. Armine, wave hello. There we go. Somebody will see the video eventually. <laughs> Ladies, why don't we find out more about the two of you? I want my listeners and eventually my viewers to know why I was so excited to meet both of you. Eileen Torres, I'm going to put you on full screen speaker view, lovely you, and ask you to tell us how did you get started all this and what inspired you. Take about three or four minutes and then we'll find out more about Armine and then we'll get going. So Eileen, welcome. Well, thank you for this opportunity. I love sharing how I found myself on this path. My wonderful father was a tremendous dancer and an appreciator of music and taught me how to listen to every single instrument and every song I was listening to. And growing up in Lorain, Ohio, I was privileged to be part of a community, although I am Chicana, Mexican-American, I am from Lorain, Ohio, which had the second largest concentration of Puerto Ricans in the United States next to New York City. And because of that, we were a top market for the best salsa orchestras in the world. It was New York, Lorain, Chicago, L.A., and then a few places in between. And when I found myself in Washington, D.C., I discovered that I knew more about that genre of music than just about anybody other than the seasoned musicians. And I was able, by chance, to create a new career where I began teaching people how to love the music, how to dance to the music through video lectures. So people were being entertained And on the back door, they were being educated. And I was called upon to do this at the Kennedy Center, uh, at National Geographic, at every, I think every Smithsonian Museum except the zoo, because there are so many Smithsonian Museums. And during Hispanic Heritage Month in particular, they would want to have new and different themes to bring the Latino crowd into and integrate with the greater community at large. So I lived in Washington, D.C., which is so cosmopolitan. It's an affluent place. It's an educated place. And my expertise just began began growing and growing because of all of the prestigious places 
I was invited to let people have a great time and share the beauty of the Latino culture. Eileen, what a story. And you you used the creative word. You said, I created a career, right? A new career. Isn't it funny? I created my radio career out of nothing. I have no training in radio. (laughs) I have a degree in psychology that I try to use on myself once in a while. I'm a computer programmer by trade, for goodness sake. But I decided one day I wanted to speak English, and I started doing radio and TV. I created this for myself. You created that for yourself. That's what impresses me is people think you got to go to school for everything and you got to have a degree in everything. And I try to find, I have the privilege of speaking to younger people. I say, find your passion, find a way, make things happen. It doesn't have to be a formal training. It has to be something you love. On that note, Eileen, thank you. We have so much more to talk with you about. Carmine, I'm so happy to see you as well. You're both so beautiful, and I was so impressed. I have to tell everybody when I meet these ladies, and and they're a colleague, shall we say, who attend these National Publicity Summits, I get two and a half minutes on the clock, seriously on the clock, to meet them, to have them pitch me, to decide whether I want them on the show. Then I have a speed, speed like speed dating, a speed um, Word document on speed booking. And I'll say, quick, what's your name? What's your email? Okay, I'm taking notes. I'm not being rude. I'm looking down and I'm typing all their information. Thank you. Here's the date you want to be on the show. They say yes. And that's it. And then the work begins. So I only... The impression, the first impression matters so much, doesn't it, Eileen? And does it in Armine? Armine, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. When people see the video, they will get to see how beautiful you also are. And would you please tell us how you got to do what you do, the Evolution Dance Studio, Dance Theater, and everything else? Armine, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Red. I really appreciate being on your show. My story is quite different than Eileen. And Eileen and I have been interviewed on panels together, which is very interesting. Uh, It's quite opposite of Eileen. So I have Armenian heritage and I was born in a Islamic country. For us dancing in public, it's a taboo. But I loved, loved dancing. And when I came to Canada as a teenager, at some point I started taking belly dance classes. And it's a taboo. You can't perform anywhere. But I loved it so much. I just wanted to dance. And eventually, I became very creative. I started writing stories. And one day, after a few years, I said, OK, I'm going to produce some shows. I had two dances. Uh, one was about 12 minutes. One was about three minutes. And I said, how am I going to start? But I started only because my passion took over. and. I was financial consulting during the day (laughs) Uh, in between. And I thought no culture or society can dictate what I can or cannot do. And again, as you said, I just knew how to dance. I never produced anything. I never cast before. I started casting, producing, and I learned by putting on different shows. And uh, people were very excited. They, They helped. And we eventually made something beautiful. The last one that I'm very uh, passionate about was called Follow Your Heart. And so it's by doing and practicing that we become better. We can't just do it in one day and start one day and say, yeah, we're it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> so that's, that's my story. It is an evolution. And that's so, pro- so what is the dance, what is the evolution dance theater? How many people are in it? Where do you produce? Where do you perform? How do you recruit? Give us a little more background, please, Armine. 
Sure. Evolution Dance Theater is a Middle Eastern based uh, dance theater where we have our stories are original and uh, we are into inclusivity and diversity and multiculturalism and women's empowerment. And of course, there are men in our shows as well. We mix genres of different dance forms like uh, Brazilian or hip hop or modern or jazz or a combination or all of the above. So some of them are quite Middle Eastern and belly dancing is not, um, Middle Eastern dancing is not just belly dancing. There's so many different types. And we mix all of that. What is important to us in the Evolution Dance Theater is the stories or the stories, not the dance by itself. So a story is told through a storyteller and through acting and through dancing. And some of our dance forms are very interpretive and we, we tell the story by moving in a certain way. And um, we hire dancers. We don't necessarily train them. We hire dancers from all over the world. We pay them market price <laughs> and, and we put on the shows. That's how it goes. Very interesting. Thank you very much. Interesting. You don't train them, but you, you hire them, but that's creating community, isn't it? That's, that's bringing in a community of people who already love to do what they do. So teaching and training is one part of bringing people together. Another is you're in a profession or you're in a, a passion and we want to have you contribute your talents and your energy to our passion, which would be producing the, the, the dance theater. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm going to go to what creativity means to you. I w usually wait till much later in the show, but I'm intrigued by the way the both of you, both of you are living your lives and choosing to branch out of your comfort zone or maybe branch into your comfort zone and figure things out. Eileen, quite a story that you are producing for big organizations and museums. I had no idea that, where's the place you grew up again? Lorain, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. I've never heard of Lorain, Ohio. Now you have. I have. Well, there we go, lady. And it's interesting, it's, you said it's the second largest. Concentration of Puerto Ricans in the United States, that's per capita. I had absolutely no idea. Now, I will tell you that there was a nightclub, I think called Trade winds. It was in an office building on, in Long Island on Jericho Turnpike. LLL will know where that was. And Tito Puente came to play there. And wow. I, I was a dancer and his band came and, and his son years later would perform at the Great Neck, um, not the Performing Arts Center, the Stepping Stone Theater up on a big stage at a, at a theater that was outdoors facing Long Island Sound in, in Great Neck, Long Island. And it was quite beautiful. And I remember hearing his son, I bought one of the CDs. It looks like they were pressing them in the basement. <laughs> their, their combinations. But Tito Puente played a couple times at this trade woods. And it was just something, oh, Tito Puente's playing. Let's go dance tonight. And you pay your $5 admission. And it's funny, but I, I met a man who was a really, really good Latin dancer. And I said to him, uh, I saw you dance. I'd like to dance. I was, I, I taught ballroom dancing in Latin uh -huh. for many years and I was pretty good, pretty good. Not up at the top, but pretty good, good rhythm and, and great legs at the time. And I approached this man. I said, I'd like to dance with you. And I was, I was single. He looked like he was single. And he, he said to me, Oh, maybe you'll show me some moves in the salsa. So the mom, but turns out this guy was like the second one to ever own his own Arthur Murray studio. And he featured Latin dancing, this man. And wow. he was, he was, 
a dance instructor. He had three Arthur Murray, was Arthur Murray or, or Fred, it was one of the dance studios. And he was teasing me to see if I would fall for it. He said, <laughs> oh, I don't think I, I said, I watched you. And it turns out he was this major, major dancer on Long Island. And we dated for a little while. It was just interesting to dance with somebody that good. And Eileen and Armin, well, Eileen mostly, he taught me to dance on two. Wow. And a lot of people don't know what that is. And That's right. For most, uh, you can define that by calling it the New York style. And that is uh, becoming the more, it's beca- getting more popularity because it goes exactly with the, the beat. So it's, uh, and that's what we call mambo sometimes, but it's dancing on two, the New York style, it's dancing on clave. There's a lot of different ways to define it. And I find that when I'm hearing music, I automatically dance on two. Yes. However, it was very hard for me to switch from dancing on one after yep. about 50 years of dancing on one to dancing on two. So it's just one is the upbeat, one is the downbeat, and yep. I had to reprogram my brain. And now I just dance however the people want to dance. And sometimes I dance with people who don't know how to dance at all. So I don't listen to the music and I just follow them. I, I, I can't, I have to block out the music. Yep. And I'm so glad you brought up Tito Puente because he was the greatest ambassador of Latin music. Yep. His youngest son, Tito Puente Jr., is appearing here in Lorain, Ohio on the mm. 16th. Uh, his son, Ronnie, is a very accomplished uh, musician. And Tito Puente is one that really really opened the doors because Santana became famous playing a lot of his music so much so that people thought Oye Como Va was Carlos Santana's song. It was And that kind of pissed off Tito Puente until the royalty checks started coming in from Santana's (laughs) because Oye Como Va is an anthem in the rock world. Absolutely. That's what my little band played it. We all learned to sing the chorus. Armine, I want to include you in this conversation. And I don't know if you've been belly dancing or dance on the one or the two. But what <laughs> we're talking about is it's cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. So the one would be one, two, cha-cha-cha. But the two is cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. You dance starting on the two beat. So you're your steps go into a different place in the music. And I was told, Eileen, that the better dancers always dance on two. So I learned it very well so I could dance with the better dancers. Armine, tell us about belly dancing, a little bit about the art. And there was a a lovely woman who passed away from cancer many years ago uh, who was a guest on my television show in New York many, many times. And she brought the lovely ladies who were her belly dance students and it was always such a treat. Her name was, I'll, I'll find her name. I'll, I'll figure out her name. But anyway, talk to me. What skills are needed for belly dancing? What makes a good belly dancer? Is there a certain rhythm, a certain beat? Do you have to learn a particular piece of music? Talk to us. There are a variety of uh, music in Arabic music. And belly dancing is you dance to a certain type of music in Arabic. Not all of the Arabic music uh, is suitable for belly dancing. Some of them are folkloric. So you dance uh, with people, where you use your legs. Some of them are kind of um, group dancing and villagers dancing. Belly dancing is a solo. 
And um, it's all about isolation and being very comfortable with your body and, and embracing who you are, what you are as a woman. You could be a size two or a size 22. And the idea is to be comfortable and just dance. However, in order to perform, you've got to know the stage. You've got to be able to cover the stage and you've got to be able to be more sensual rather than sexual if you're using that part of, uh, <laughs> that part of the dance. Um, however you cut it, it's a very sensual stance. And sometimes it, it becomes vulgar depending how it's done, but that is not what we recommend. It is not recommended. Um, I started with belly dancing. However, I did take a lot of classes in modern and jazz and other forms. And as a matter of fact, I used to go to Latin clubs twice a week and I just learned it there because you dance with different mates, let's call them, and from all over the world. So you would learn how to follow. Now, imagine I didn't know how to dance when I started and I wanted to lead. <laughs> oh, I had a hard time following um, so I started taking classes. And once you're a dancer, people actually recognize you as a dancer because your yes. posture is so erect, but yet you're fluid, you're beautiful. You're just, you know, you become the goddess. You are the goddess. <laughs> this is what I have learned. This is what I, I talk to people. This is what I say. It, just be the goddess that you are. And um, when you perform with that attitude, you get shows all the time. So I, I used to do shows constantly every weekend. It's glamour, it's makeup. And then I used to dance with a live band. You're high. You're totally high because you're communicating with people. And it's not about men. It's about women because those men who come to watch with their wives, their sisters, their mothers, their daughters, you can't focus on them because the woman can just go like this. <laughs> so it's embracing womanhood and sisterhood. That's what I'm all about. And I became extremely, I'm getting goosebumps, honest to God, <laughs> goosebumps from this because I know a lot of women have a hard time embracing their womanhood and, and, and showing the true color of the goddess that they are, the colors of being a goddess. And, um, and um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, so the stories, because I wasn't going to dance. I took classes for a long time and everybody was saying, you're so good, you have to dance. I said, I cannot. I was having such a hard time feeling like, hmm, like I just couldn't. And so what happened was when I started dancing and performing, I started to become very creative and I wrote stories. And the stories progressed. And I am telling you, the characters were just coming. The stories were coming. And Middle East, we're not getting religious or political here, but Middle East has many, um, many languages and many religions. Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, the main three are in Iran, Iraq, Turkey, Armenia, um, and Jerusalem, right? Lebanon, just right in the center of everything. So the culture is very similar. I have Armenian heritage. I'm Christian, but I was born in a Muslim country. So I know the cultures, the fusions. And that was a very difficult thing for me because as a, as a little Christian girl, I was not allowed to have Muslim friends. My father had Muslim friends, but I wasn't allowed. So when I came to Canada as a teenager, I always remember that. And then I was yet into a, a different culture. So my shows are all about fusion of cultures. And so through art, what I'm really trying to do is 
to focus on our commonalities versus our differences. And when you go deep down, we are very similar. Again, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> we are. We all want to smile. We all want to say we're happy at some point in the day or the night or the year of our lives, right? And we I all am. want to share. That's why I named this show Cool Conversations with yeah. Creatives. It used to just be Read My Lips and I would interview authors, but I decided that I was interested in the creative part of people. So you two are my artful creatives today. I've asked you each to send me a quote from a fictional TV or movie character or from a favorite song. I want to read the quote and a little bit about it and ask you to tell me each of you why you picked it and what it means to you in terms of creativity. So Eileen Torres has sent us a quote from a wonderful Frank Sinatra song. The song was composed by Cy Coleman, lyrics by Carolyn Lee in 1959. It is associated with Frank Sinatra, who recorded it on his 1964 album, It Might As Well Be Swing, a play on words, Might As Well Be Spring, which was a song accompanied by Count Basie under the direction of Quincy Jones. Talk about royalty, Eileen. Unbelievable. But the song has also been recorded by Tony Bennett, Peggy Lee, Sarah Vaughan, Nancy Wilson, Ella Fitzgerald, Diana Shore, Lisa Stansfield, James Darren, Chaka Khan, Tony Bennett with Diana Krull, Michael Buble, and Bob Dylan have all recorded the song. And I'm going to read a little bit of the lyric, if you don't mind, and then I'll get to the title of what you what you had picked. So, out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. You came along and everything started into hum. Still, it's a good bet. The best is yet to come. Best is yet to come and babe, won't that be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. The best is yet to come. I hope, thank you for letting me do that, Eileen. I, I love to research these quotes and this was so beautiful. So Eileen, the best is yet to come. What are we talking about? Talk to me. Well, I have learned to live my life in the joyous expectancy of the best. I'm, uh, I'll be 70 in three months and I feel like my life is starting a new chapter, new new excitement, new possibilities, new creativity, new chapters, new everything. And so I just think to myself, I've had such a fabulous life, but the best is yet to come. And that's the way I feel. And I think people should adopt that, not think, oh, well, you know, I'm older, everything's behind me. Oh, there's so much in front of us. That's why I selected that title. I love it. Thank you. And I, I, I was hoping you and I might not sing together, but it's <laughs> the best is yet to come and won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Great Sinatra song. And it's funny, but all those famous pe people recorded it before he did. And he still is the one associated with yes. that song. So yeah. very, very interesting. Now let's go to Armine's quote. She picked a quote from a Black Eyed Peas song from 2009. And what's interesting about this is it was written and composed by all of the members of the Black Eyed Peas. So it's credited with William Adams, Alan Pineda, Jamie Gomez, and Stacey Ferguson, and two French producers, David Guetta and Frederick Riesterer. And it's the second single from the Black Eyed Peas' fifth album and the song title, which is what she picked, is I Got a Feeling. I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. Tonight's going to be a good night. A feeling, woohoo, tonight's going to be a good night, a good night, a good night. I got a feeling. What's your feeling, Armine? Love the song. I just love that song because it says, I got a feeling 
tonight is going to be a good night. I have a very, very positive outlook in life. Everything I do, despite challenges, I have the vision and the outcome in front of me. So when I hear that song, it's like there is hope. There is, you know, in the song, there's also, I got the money and I'm partying. So you have money, you have everything, you know, life is good. So that's the attitude. Life is good. And Thank you. go by it. <laughs> it. It is. It is. And it's good to have that positive feeling. It really is. Because if we combine both song titles, I got a feeling the best is yet to come and won't it be fine. See, you two, two of you didn't get together to pick your song titles or your song lyrics and see how they go together. There's always, always a thread. We got to write a new song, ladies, and you two can compose the dance and I'll play the drums. We're going to okay. form a new band. Fantastic. I want to talk a little bit about the creativity statements you sent me. I'll pick one from each of you. I love these. Eileen Torres said, creativity is my imagination in action. Just spend about a minute. Tell me what that means, and I'll pick one from Armine, and we'll go back and forth because these are interesting. Go ahead, Eileen. Well, we all have ideas, and we think, wow, wouldn't this be great? Wow, what if I do this? Why Why doesn't somebody do this? Oh, boy, I can, I can imagine this. I can see this in my mind's eye. And so why not bring that out to the public because – Music and dance is such a happy medium that lifts people's spirits, it brings them joy, it brings them community, it can change, elevate moods. And so for me, everything starts in the mind. Yes, you get a feeling. You get that feeling that comes from your soul and from your heart, and then you put it into action and you share it with the world. Thank you very much. Beautiful thought. Appreciate that. Yes. And let's go to Armine. I'm looking at your second statement. I like this one a lot. You say creativity to me. This is Armine talking. Creativity to me means I am com in complete alignment with my body, my mind, and my spirit, accessing information coming from the universe of spirit. Can you unpack that for me, dear? I like that. Go ahead. Sure. When I'm in total bliss, let's call it total peace, my mind is peaceful, my physical body is happy, and my emotions are neutral or, again, joyous, at least neutral or positive. In that, in that moment, you can access a lot of information, um, a lot of wisdom from the intelligence, the universal intelligence. Creativity is there. So a lot of times, uh, bits and pieces come through. And when these bits and pieces come through, all of a sudden, they become a song. Or a, for me, I'm not a singer. I'm a dancer. So it becomes a dance piece. It becomes costuming because I can also, um, I also um, create costumes. I can't sew them. I can just create <laughs> So then all of a sudden becomes a show. I put them all together and I go, wow, the universe was making magic through me. So I'm a conduit. And to be in alignment, it's excellent. It's great for creativity. It's also great for business. When you're in alignment with your body, mind, and spirit, you have all the answers to your questions about how to run your business. So I, I live by it. Interesting. Thank you. And that's a perfect segue. I'm going to go to one more from each of you. Eileen, I'm looking at your statement number two, and you say, I am creative 
for the purpose of delivering what pleases an audience while satisfying my own ambitions. That's a challenge, Eileen. That's a balancing act sometimes. Go ahead, talk to me. Does it always work that way? Uh, Just about every time, because you have to know what the audience will respond to, how they will respond to it. But I am always also about educating the public without them feeling like they're there to learn something. They're there to have a good time, but they're going to have the good time. And on the back end, they're going to take something away that's going to stay with them for life. They're going to learn something about either a song, about an artist, about an instrument, about a composer, Uh, about the origins and development of a certain genre, something that they already like, or they're interested enough to come and hear about it. So that's why this medium of showing usually vintage videos coupled with my speaking and highlighting my words with music and dance through the big screen on the stage has gone over so well. And people have told me how much they love it. So I've been able to do these types of things for very diverse crowds because music and dance are universal. There are very few people who do not like music. And even if you're not permitted to dance, every child dances to music. Before they're told they're not allowed to do it, when a baby that can stand hears music, they start moving to the music because it is a natural instinct. Just like when you hear something funny, you laugh. Mm -hmm. When you hear music, you move. And so that has worked for me very well. And I'm not going to change the formula until I see it doesn't work. I, and I don't think it will ever not work. I think you're absolutely right. You you keyed into a lot. And people smile naturally, don't they? They smile. Babies like to giggle sometimes. We think it's gas, but I think it's more than that. Armin A., I'm looking at you said to me, ask me about my four cornerstone philosophy to live in joy. So without turning this into a business concept, tell us about your four cornerstone philosophy for living in joy, because we're going to link that to creativity. Armin A., go ahead. So my four cornerstone philosophy is um, corner number one is all about physical, which is our body, fitness, food, uh, sexuality, sex, cars, money, houses. Number two is emotional. How are we at any point uh, in time emotionally feeling? Are we joyous? Are we happy? Are we sad? Are we angry? Number three is intellectual slash mental, how is our state of mind, which actually can lead to creativity? Do we have a growth mindset? Do we have a mindset that is very rigid and it's very, or very disciplined or fixed? And number four is spirituality, which could be religious or spirituality or the universal laws, however you want to call it. So in North America, actually money is a universal language, but in North America, we focus on the physical, which is having a good body, gorgeous body, and be rich, filthy rich, lots of money, millions and millions and billions. What about the rest of it? You know, how are you feeling emotionally, which is the wellness? There's a lot of talk about that these days about mental wellness. 
and um, and the mental and the spiritual. So I believe that we need to have a balance, whatever that balance is for you. If you want to work 20 hours a day and make $5 million, that's fine. As long as you come from a place of choice and you come from a place of um, um, happiness because creativity is in there. So if I choose, and I always tell people choose five, you know, you could choose, let's say um, health, family, I don't know, creativity, money, and travel, for example. These come to my mind because maybe they're mine. (laughs) So if I'm choosing to do creative things or if I'm choosing to make money, then that's my choice. Then it's a fulfilling life. It's It's a life that is fulfilled and it's my choice. So I come from a place of choice. That's very, very interesting. We're always trying to tell people how to live their lives or people are trying to tell us, right, do this, do that. And the choices have to be eventually, if we're going to be responsible for our own happiness and well-being, what do we want to do? I'll never forget when I started uh, producing and hosting public access TV on Long Island, New York, many years ago, I got calls. This is late 1990s, but some of my neighbors were not on email. I got phone calls and they said, we don't like the glasses you're wearing. I said, excuse me. (laughs) And somebody said, well, you're wearing a skirt. Why don't you wear slacks? We don't want to see you wear. I, my my knees were crossed. It was fine. Well, and we didn't like the color you were wearing. And I don't like the way you opened your show. I took a lot of crap from people. They thought I became Armine. They thought I had become target practice for everything they, whether they were saying, well, if I was she, if I were she, I wouldn't wear those glasses. I wouldn't wear that color. I wouldn't, I would wear pants instead of a skirt, whatever it was. And it intrigued me that once you put, and ladies, you're both in the public eye. You've both chosen to be on stage producing either actively out front or in the background or working with people, helping people put on something, right? That That's always the intriguing is telling us, what they think we should be doing. (laughs) I think I used to use a red princess telephone on one of my first TV shows. And I said, hello, who's calling? And it was pretending people said, oh, that's so silly. You got to stop the phone. Oh, nobody wants to see that. It's like, no, that was my idea. And I'm going to, and I kept that damn red phone in my bag and brought it to the studio for years. And it was on my desk. And people said, oh, we don't like the red phone. Why are you doing that? So creativity is, to me, it can be target practice, but we'll just leave that one alone. What I want to do is we've got a lot of famous people celebrate. I don't know if they're rich and famous. I don't know if they're well aligned, Armine, uh, but I know that they're celebrating birthdays today somewhere. So I'm just going to go down a list of people from my my list. And by the way, if anybody ever wants to see who's celebrating a birthday, you go to Famous Birthdays and put in the date or just go to the calendar date. Today would be October 4 and go just put it in. And Wikipedia has a listing of everybody who's ever been known by anybody, the people who died on that date, the people who were born on that date, the historical events. It's interesting. Wikipedia is not not just for looking up who starred in a movie or who invented something. So today, actress Felicia Farr, if anybody remembers her, is 88 years old. Happy birthday, Felicia. Clifton Davis, he's still doing some soaps and and small sitcom types of things. Uh, He's 75, good-looking man. Susan Sarandon, who doesn't know the gorgeous Susan Sarandon, she's 74. 
Eileen, she's in there. She's above that uh, age of the speed limit there. Our Alan Rosenberg, you may not know him by name. He's married to Marg Helgenberger, if you know her, yes. And he's an actor in his own right, and he kept keeps appearing in shows. He's gotten very white and gray in the past couple of years. Very dramatic actor. Armand Asante, I had a heart mm. thing. Oh, my goodness. 71, be still my heart. I don't know who Jody Stevens is, but he's an American rock drummer, and I'm a drummer, and any drummer with a birthday has Happy birthday, Jody Stevens. <laughs> Christoph Waltz, who is an Austrian-German actor. You've all seen Christoph Waltz in so many movies. I'm sure Russell Simmons, the founder of Def Jam Recordings, American businessman John Cicada, or Cicada, depending on wh- what you're thinking about. Singer-songwriter, 58. Leif Schreiber, very well-known actor and director. He plays Ray Donovan. It's still going on. I have to go back and watch that series. 53, Alicia Silverstone, very pretty American yeah. actress, producer. And she, nope, not a lot of people know this, she appeared in some early Aerosmith music videos wow. in the 1990s. I know, and she's only 44 now. Rachel Lee Cook, an actress, 40 today. Dakota Johnson. Does anybody remember who her parents are, Dakota Johnson? Yeah. Her parents are Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson, and Tippi Hedren is her grandma. Tippi Hedren was in The Birds, produced by Alfred Hitchcock. See, the memory cells aren't dead yet. And I like to pick up the names of some social media stars we have never heard of, and these are the people celebrating birthdays today with unusual names. There's a YouTube star who's 17 years old whose name is Huh Simple. That's H-U-H-S-I-M-P-L. Happy birthday to Ha, huh, simple. Then we have a rapper who's 21 named Lil Killa. <laughs> K-I-L-L-E-H. We'll leave that one alone. Then we have a YouTube star who's 24, and his name is King of the Fourth Quarter. Now, I don't know whether that's a football or, right. I mean, a, that could be a business, the fourth quarter, you know, <laughs> closing the year. Probably football. That's the way we business people think. Then we have a rapper named Lil Mama. I assume that's a woman. 31 today and we have a youtube star who's all of 12 and her name is francesca from magic box i don't know what magic it must be a series or something so happy birthday to all the people we know and all the people i just introduced you to now we have some holidays to talk about here we got a few minutes left so today is monday october 4th it's national child health day and we hope everybody is protecting the health and well-being of anybody who's a child which is a broad age range yes it's national cinnamon roll day armine do you like cinnamon rolls i do but i love I don't, it i don't do them anymore but eileen what about you good old i uh, i pass them up now i do too but what was it was it the day when you would walk into an ikea and smell the cinnamon rolls. They always put the bakery, the cafe near the front of the store. You'd walk in and smell fresh cinnamon. It's also National Golf Lovers Day. It's National Taco Day. I wouldn't mix a cinnamon roll with a taco. Not good for the tummy, but it's National Vodka Day. So if you had the cinnamon roll and had the taco, (laughs) you might want to wash it down with a little vodka. It won't hurt so bad. And it's World Animal Day. Let's move on. So tomorrow is Tuesday, the 5th of October. It's National Be Nice Day. I think we'll all, I think we're nice every day. I try, but yeah, okay. It's also Do Something Nice Day. I don't know what Be Nice and Do Something Nice. It's also Get Funky Day. So maybe when you get nice and be nice, you have to do, that's it. Let's let's get down. Let's do that. Anybody can't see the video yet. Eileen is doing her thing and I'm doing my thing. And it's also, and I think Armini told me you like this one. Tomorrow is National Kiss a Wrestler Day. <laughs> Seriously, no, kids girls. are wrestler anytime. 
She said that before the show. Okay, we're we're gonna. That's why I'm repeating it. We're we're gonna have to talk about that. Wednesday, the sixth of October is National Coaches Day. Do you do coaching, Armine? Yes. 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 Eileen, do you do any coaching? No. You, I bet you coach when you're helping people put together their dances. Well, and... I'm a dance instructor, so if you would consider that a coach. I do. I okay. do. I'm, and it's also National Mad Hatter Day. And maybe that's whether you have mad hats or you're mad at your hat or it's from Alice in Wonderland. It's also National Noodle Day, which is a food and beverage holiday. Okay. I gave those up too. Mm-hmm. It's National... I'm just going to say this. It's National Plus Size Day on Wednesday. So for anybody who thinks they're a plus side, I don't know plus what. It could be two plus five. It could be five plus nine. I don't know what the pluses are, but do your own math. It's also, and this is interesting, it's Transfer Money to Your Daughter Day on Wednesday. I already did that, so we mm-hmm. celebrated early in my family. And it's National Walk and Bike to School Day. I bet a lot of kids do that. Thursday is October 7th. That is my special day, and I'm going to do a shout-out. My birthday brother of another mother of another era is Ryan Treasure at Voice America Radio. He is my my good buddy and my guru on everything broadcasting and everything tech for broadcasting. So, Ryan, wishing you a wonderful year a special year to you from your birthday sister. And it's also National Depression Screening Day. Oh, my. We're not going to put those two together. It's National Frappe Day. Anybody remember a milkshake was called a frappe? I think you put some ice cream in it. That I might do. Uh, Friday, October 8th, is National Fluffer Nutter Day. Do you know what Fluffer Nutter is, Uh, 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 Eileen? No? I think it's a special kind of peanut butter and marshmallow cream, I think, is a fluffer nutter. You know that mm. Elvis Presley liked peanut butter and what did peanut butter and mayonnaise or something like Peter Elvis Presley had a famous sandwich. It was peanut butter and something I don't remember. It's mm. National Pierogi Day. Okay. October 9th is Curious Events Day. I'm curious what those events are. <laughs> and it's I Love Yarn Day. If you go into my big walk-in closet, you will see a couple of mm, skeins of yarn and a lot of knitting needles that I'm never going to get to. Uh, Sunday is National Cake Decorating Day. Eileen, are you still decorating cakes or did you ever? I'm uh... I'm working on that with uh, my great nieces and nephews. We do that for every holiday so they can have some extra fun. There you go. I have a cake decorating set where the tube, you know, the cloth tube, mm-hmm. and you put the frosting in right. and the tip. Somebody gave me one. Somebody who owned a bakery who was on one of my TV shows years ago. I, I look at it once in a while and say, oh, I remember <laughs> when I like making those little roses. Yes, not happening anymore. Too much sugar. Well, it's also National Handbag Day on October does anybody do you cherish and enjoy your handbags? I mean, how many do you have? Am I allowed to ask? You? <laughs> how many? How many? A few. A few. A few. As many as uh, Mel DeMarco's had shoes. Oh, she's making a face. I don't know, like a few. A few. <laughs> There's a very coy. A few. Eileen, a lot of handbags. No, I never really liked them, and I I buy them now so that they double as briefcases. There you go. I have to buy my handbags big enough for my large iPad to fit into. If the iPad will fit into the big one, then I can have that purse. I don't really, where do I go? I go to the spa once a week for either hair or a massage, and I go to the grocery store after. That's it. I don't go anywhere else. It's the same purse. It, it's fine. <laughs> it's everything, okay? And let's. And I have a, a lovely author. I think she's from, from England, from Britain, named Callie 
C-A-L-I, Bird, B-I-R-D. She was on the show months ago, and she writes mystery novels, murder mysteries, where the heroine, the, the protagonist, female lead in these novels, has handbags that talk to her. They take on personalities, and they're... Oh amorphic or whatever you call them and they speak in the book about yeah we know you got a crush on him and yeah you should have taken the beige one because it would have looked better with that suit talking and charming so look look her up i forget the name of her books forgive me callie but it's c-a-l-i callie bird b-i-r-b-i-r-d and her her novels are delightful i read a couple of them so that's a shout out to callie and let's see and then it's world mental health day on sunday next monday columbus day in the u.s it's my party day Anybody remember Leslie Gore? Yes. Well, Leslie Gore and I went to the same college, Sarah Lawrence College in New York. It was a very elite all-girls school. It's now co-ed, but it was just just girls, just ladies back in the day. And um, uh, Yoko Ono went there. Barbara Walters went there. I wasn't there in their era, but Leslie Gore, it's my party and I'll cry. She was there and I saw her in the bookstore one day. And I said, oh, my God, it's Leslie Gore. I can't believe it. <laughs> anyway, I didn't say anything. And I definitely didn't ask for an autograph. We tried to do pri- pri- privacy in those days. It's National Kick Butt Day next Monday. And it's Good. National Sausage Pizza Day. No vodka to what? Did anybody have sausage on their pizza, Eileen? I, or? I do. do. Yes. Armin, uh, what do you have no, on your pizza? Me. No, I like my pizza vegetarian. I'm not vegetarian. Pizza, I like vegetarian. There you go. Well, I like my pizza with little uh, tomatoes and some basil and a little bit of extra mozzarella, and I've tried to give up. I bought a new stove recently, and people say to me, why'd you buy a new stove? And I said, because the old oven was dirty. (laughs) (laughs) You you got it. But it hasn't... It has an air fryer basket, and it's got a griddle on top with a, an extra large burner in the middle, but it has an air fryer basket, and it's a digital. I haven't connected it to the to the web yet. It's not. It's a smart stove, but I haven't made it Wi-Fi friendly yet. But I use the air fryer almost every night, and I've learned you can take a nice salmon filet that's not even completely defrosted out of the freezer, mm-hmm. And you put it on there, and I sprinkle a little bit of panko breadcrumbs on top, seasoned or not, and I'll put a couple of sweet potato fries, the Alexia. I have to say it loud. She'll talk to me for the other room. And uh, I put that on there and a little bit of seasoning and 18 minutes on 420 degrees, and I've got the most incredible salmon I've ever eaten in my life in the air fryer. You put parchment paper down, this great big basket, and I keep a cookie tray with foil underneath it in case anything drips. It's fat-free cooking. It's amazing. I do shrimp that way, air fry the shrimp. And I tried some green beans the other day with that already pre-cooked. Very, very good. And little grape tomatoes. Slice them in half and put a little seasoning right on the parchment paper. So I'm a big fan. Anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you that. But I've Sounds learned great. I've learned air cook. I could have probably bought an air fryer for 100 bucks and skipped the $1,000 stove. But anyway, I'm loving my new I know. I'm loving my new stove. It feels rich to be able to afford a new stove like that and be able to say, yes, that's what I want and buy it. It's probably by most people's standards not, but by mine, I've arrived. I bought a new stove just because the oven was dirty. That's the joke. So I'm going to give you each just a couple minutes to wrap up. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. I knew we could fill the hour with just the two of you. Upcoming shows, I mostly have three and four guests per week because I never want to run out of things to say, but with the two of you, we could never run out of things to say. So Eileen Torres, where can people find you? Take take two minutes, three minutes. We've, we've got about five and a half minutes left. Eileen, where can people find you? Where do you want people to go? What do you want them to know about you, to remember about you? Talk to me. 
Well, um, first, the easiest place to find me is on Facebook, Eileen Torres. Very easy. Uh, I will be your friend. And I have a website, EileenTorresProductions.com. And I am doing quite a few podcasts, and pretty soon I will be uh, making an announcement about my first book, and it's all about female empowerment and all the things that they ask you about, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know what? They never ask men those things. It's always directed at us. But um, I think that you probably will see me around the country doing book signings. And I just have this great vision for what the next couple of years of my life is going to look like. So be looking for me. I'm usually wearing red. I keep my hair down. <laughs> Never come to my house because you will not recognize who I am in my house uh, because I look like a bum at home. But uh, I clean it up for the public. And um, if you see me, say hi. And uh, I, I will uh, be happy to respond to your friendliness. Eileen, that's one of the most charming <laughs> end of introduction on a radio show I've ever heard. And she spells her name, I'll spell Eileen, E-I-L-E-E-N, and Torres is two R's with an S on the end, not a Z. Yes. So it's T-O-R-R-E-S, Eileen, E-I-L-E-E-N, Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. Armin A, talk to me. You've got exactly two minutes. Go. So you can reach us at evolutiondancetheater.com. That's evolutiondancetheater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E.com. Uh, we will be showcasing Follow Your Heart Again. So we are casting. So you can send us or you can be an audience. It will be coming. Check us um, out on our website. If you like to read my book, it's available in Amazon. It's called Joyous Wealth, 56 Secrets to Riches and Wellness. Anything you want to know about money, about creativity, empowerment, wellness, legacy is in there. There are five characters plus myself, the author and the observer. We get together and we talk about our aspirations, our challenges, and there's a lot of techniques and tools shared. And each chapter is a chapter on its own, can stand on its own, but it's like a mosaic. And that would give you a lot of insights. Again, my name is Armine Keshishian. I am delighted that I'm here tonight. And thank you so much, uh, Red. And I've been sharing the stage with you again. <laughs> my pleasure. Don't go away. We're not quite done yet. I, have oh, some I know, clothes. I know. I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. I didn't want anybody else on the show except the two of you. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'm always looking forward to this show. I currently host nine business radio shows, host and produce. And this is my Monday night. Let's just have fun and kick back and talk about creativity, whatever it means, whatever color, shape, size, form. And you were right. I think Armini said, we, if we were men, they are, I know Arlene said it. If we were men, they wouldn't ask us the questions we ask, right? And and if you want a really interesting Australian produced lawyer and police uh, thriller crime, not crime, but uh, legal show, Janet King on Australian TV, Jan, just the name Janet King, fascinating. And it's the the uh, Department of Public Prosecutors and the police they work with and the types of cases they deal with. Fascinating. But Janet King is a very multifaceted 
interesting character. And the prequel was four years earlier called Crownies. And something came up of what you just said, Eileen, about if we were men in court, they wouldn't ask us these questions. So very interesting. But Crownies was the first one. It wasn't well received. So they picked up her character out of Crownies and made it into a three season show. And it's absolutely fascinating. And the accents are pretty cool too. Eileen, talk quick. Uh, I also do a podcast every Tuesday night on Facebook Live, 7.30, where I interview salsa musicians and industry professionals. I want to check that one out. Thank you very much. I really love my salsa dancing. Ladies, I have a couple of messages here. Closing thoughts. Life is short. Break the rules. Hell yes. Forgive quickly. Well, maybe not. Kiss slowly. It's the only way to go. Laugh uncontrollably. Ah! And never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the final word. Work like you don't need the money, right, Armine? It doesn't really matter. We all need it at one point or another. Just keep working and do what you love. Dance like nobody's watching. And I got to tell you, ladies, they sure watched when I used to dance. (laughs) Sing like nobody's listening. Ah, I'm trying not to. Love like you've never been hurt because, hell, we've all been hurt. Get over it. Let your heart regrow, rebirth, and find new ways to love and new thoughts about love. Money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody years ago, thank you for turning me on, a.k.a. Radio Red. Ladies, don't go away. we got to take pictures. Wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, Voice America Empowerment. Bye, Facebook, eventually. I hope you're back home. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.